if you get one thing out of this, this is, this is it. It's honor the medicine, honor it, honor it with your space, with your energy, with your time and know that it's, it's not to be messed around with. It's really meant to be honored and used for healing and used in a, in a beautiful ceremonial way. And it, because it is so powerful. Welcome to Openly Spoken, the podcast to help you show up, speak out, and be seen. I'm your host, Celia Antonio, women's empowerment mentor, mindfulness expert, and quantum self-love coach. Every week, you'll hear real and unfiltered stories from me and my guests covering topics around spirituality, self-expression, womanhood, healing, love, relationships, and more. My intention with this podcast is to help sensitive, spiritual, ambitious women fully step into their potential so that you can live a life you love with every cell and every fiber of your being. And I get that it's not easy to fit into a box. So I bring in a variety of topics to feed your multifaceted self. You can find me over on Instagram at selfexpressbabe and info on where to find my guests are always going to be in the show notes below. I am so grateful that you're here and I invite you to now set an intention, sit back, relax, and receive what is coming through to you on your headphones right now. Take what resonates, leave out what doesn't, and give yourself time to reflect. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's dive in. Hello and welcome or welcome back to the Openly Spoken Podcast. My name is Celia. I am your host and I am so excited about today's conversation where we're going to be talking about the healing benefits of psychedelics. More specifically, we're going to be talking about mushrooms and we are joined today by the beautiful, bright and sunny Sagittarius vibe lady, Anna Cantwell. Anna is a soul coach and business mentor who is so blessed to spend her life supporting beautiful spiritual women like yourself, create wildly authentic, abundant lives and businesses that feel yummy, liberating, and most importantly, that feel yours. Anna's healing journey has been a wild one. She used to be the most stressed, self-esteem on the floor, anxious, depressed, hot mess you ever did see. And in the last 15 years, she's triumphed over an eating disorder, anxiety disorder, chronic pain, sexual trauma, depression, toxic relationships, whatever it's called when you're broke as fuck. And that's just the beginning. Now, Anna's married to her rock star slash king slash soulmate slash best friend running a six-figure online coaching business, working less than 20 hours a week, making and releasing music happier, healthier, and more alive than ever. So when Anna sent me this, she was like, so what exactly do I do? I connect you directly to source and your magic. I help you rewire your subconscious mind, master your energy, and land all of the brilliant spiritual techniques into your body and on earth so that they become who you are. So very powerful. Get ready to dive in to receive wisdom from this absolute queen. In this conversation, we're talking about the healing benefits of psychedelics, uh, more specifically mushrooms, like I just said. And then we also weave into the conversation some thoughts around body language and how the way you physically hold your body can affect how you feel, communication, energy consumption within the types of food you eat, 
And you're also going to hear Anna's little journey of being a high school English teacher to then now the work she does now and how yoga kind of was like we called yoga a gateway drug in the conversation because we both kind of had huge life shifts that when we trace them back really started with walking into that first yoga class. There's so much more into this conversation and let's get into it. I'm recording already. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Because sometimes like when when we first get on Zoom, like sometimes like conversation just starts and like some gems come out where I'm like, oh, we should have recorded that. <laughs> totally. It definitely will happen. Yeah. But thank you, Anna, for being on the podcast today. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here and honestly really excited because I know we have some major juiciness to dive into today. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start out with uh, first sharing about you, who you are, what you do. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I am a soul coach and a business mentor for spiritual business owners. And um, what I do really is support folks in uniting the body and the mind and the spirit for alignment so that your amazing dreams manifest, uh, quickly and beautifully. And that the limiting beliefs that are holding you back really become a part of your old paradigm and that you get to create a new paradigm to live in. And I love doing this for, for folks because just to watch the liberation that occurs when people really free their mind of these old kind of cages, um, it's just so powerful to see. So really I'm here to empower people with the spiritual skills and the tools that allow us to progress, to grow and ultimately to flourish. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it is. I'm so lucky. I also, I mean, I do many things, but in addition to those things, I also have, um, an Oracle card deck called animal guides to help people connect to animals. I also make music to help people reprogram their subconscious mind. And I also, I'm like of all the things, um, I also (laughs) support folks in, exploring psychedelics by trip sitting or guiding folks for, um, a psychedelic experience. Oh, I'm excited to dive into that part <laughs> for sure. because that's like, a. I feel like it's kind of like a topic that at least for me, I like get scared to talk about online. I think these conversations are important to have. Yeah. And it's, it's wild that there are these things out there, these tools that help us be more aware and be more connected and be more awake and confident and just like our true selves that are like blocked off from at least our governments here where we live. Yeah, I know it's slowly um, becoming like 
for medicinal use. I think in San Francisco, it's now available for medicinal use. Mm -hmm. I honestly, I don't really like follow it all. You might know more than I do. It's interesting because, you know, there are several studies that I know of right now that are going on at Johns Hopkins. So it is, it's, it's, it's coming into the space. It's also mm-hmm. fun that we're having this conversation on 420 because I think oh a, my lot God, of, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people saw we're, we're going to see a similar progression. I think that we did with cannabis, right. Which is that mm, for yeah. a while medical use kind of state by state occurred. And then slowly after that recreational use was approved. And mm-hmm. the unfortunate thing about certain medicines being illegal is that then it robs you of the opportunity to really study them and see what they can do. Right. So I think that it's for anyone who's curious, there's a lot of research that you can do on your own. And I would definitely recommend starting with how to change your mind by Michael Pollan is a really, really great resource to just look into how psychedelics can support uh, creation of new neural pathways can support different levels of healing for things like depression, anxiety, PTSD. And they of course just happen to be so much of what we're seeing that are the struggles of people today. Right. It's, um, it's really, unfortunately, really, really common and becoming more common. And I think the pandemic did not help with this, but depression, anxiety, and PTSD Mm -hmm. are definitely growing. So Mm -hmm. I think it's more important than ever to just explore and see, see what's available for you. Yeah. That's interesting too. How in other places, like my mom, my mom and I are from Germany, but I moved here when I was three. So I feel like an American. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. But my mom was telling me that in Germany, they use microdosing of mushrooms in therapy and it's like normal. It's like not a big deal. It's not like, oh my God, you're taking this illegal thing, (laughs) but it's like normal there. And um, yeah, I just think it's interesting that how like in some places it's it's available and in others it's not. And in places where it's not, there's really this like narrative around like it being bad and like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think we all kind of, I don't know if, if anyone grew up in kind of the dare era, oh, yes. I remember dare dare programs. freaked me out for sure. And they <laughs> I like, remember like tongues with like hair growing on them or something and like black hearts and lungs. Like that was so traumatizing. <laughs> totally, totally. And like slamming the like diseased lung on the table or, um, oh the like frying an egg and being like, this is your brain on drugs. Like those, those images, right. Are part of our cultural conditioning that Mm -hmm. gets really steeped into us. And it's so cool because this is a lot of the work that I do that doesn't have to do with plant medicine is like unlearning those places where we've been conditioned to believe that life has to go a certain way. And that really what the plant medicine does is it just kind of boosts that or accelerates it, but Mm -hmm. it's not anything that you couldn't get, um, from, you know, eventually from things like meditation, breath work, hypnosis. It's just, I think it's a piece of the puzzle that is important for a lot of people. And the other layer that I think really comes with psychedelics is that, 
that's been shown and, and researched is the benefit of having a sort of spiritual transcendental experience. Mm-hmm. And in this study, a particular one, I can send you the resources afterward, that um, a lot of people in the study cite that this psychedelic experience that they had is up there in their top five most meaningful experiences of their life up there with wedding day, firstborn child, these kinds of incredible experiences. So the, the benefits of having that spiritual connection, I think are, are endless. There's Mm -hmm. health benefits, physical health benefits that are being shown to have obviously the neurological benefits. And then there's this beautiful spiritual layer of it, which is that this is one portal to a deeper connection with spirit, the universe, God, with really everyone and everything. I think that's really the thing that um, I see most often is that people feel this really, really deep connection to nature, to each Mm -hmm. other. And a lot of those barriers that we build between each other that create pain, violence, hatred break down because Mm -hmm. the connections you're able to see them right between myself and someone who maybe looks really different or grew up really different, um, or from ourselves and a plant, which I love to talk about this because something I, I wish I knew the exact number. It's something like we share like 80 to 90% of our DNA with like a banana. Right. Mm, yeah. I think it's like 90. I th- it's like pretty up there. It's very high. Mm-hmm. Right. So having, um, <laughs> we're all bananas. <laughs> I know. Right. Just a bunch of bananas. It's fun too. Cause I'm Anna. So a lot of people, I get Anna <laughs> banana a lot. Um, we're all just bananas. Right. And yes, like we're so much, we're so much more than that, but these, you know, the plants that, that make up our earth and that make up our home or earth home mm-hmm. are so connected to us and have so much uh, more consciousness than I think mm-hmm. that we give them credit for. And for yeah. anyone who wants to like dive way deep into that, I would definitely recommend, um, fantastic fungi. It's an amazing documentary that talks about all kinds of mushrooms that have all sorts of benefits, not just, uh, psychedelic ones. <laughs> I love that. There's going to be so many resources. I already wrote down the book that you mentioned earlier. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I just encourage people to research, research this on your own because mm-hmm. you're not going to get it really like handed to you. Uh, I think it's a, really about seeking out um, the resources for yourself and, and taking ownership over your own healing and mm-hmm. that different people have to experience healing in different ways. Yeah. For some people that might not include psychedelics because maybe of genetics or family history or other medication that they might Mm. be on, that's like a contraindication, which is always something to be aware of, but also for people whose path does include that and that it can really, really support them. And, uh, that's, that's what I've seen in the trips that I've sat for (laughs) is that there is profound healing available on every level, mind, body, and spirit. Mm -hmm. I love what you said about, uh, the plants around us having such a deep 
connection to us. I think that can also be seen in like, if anyone listening, and even I've had this experience of like how different your energy is when you like adapt a different uh, diet where you start eating more plants and maybe you eliminate meat, maybe you eliminate, um, maybe you eliminate animal products altogether. And you just like notice like your, you at an energetic level is completely different. And I think it's because of that connection with that consciousness to the plants and like disconnecting more from whatever like pain or something that the animal felt when they were yeah. alive and however the circumstances of their death was. Yeah. So I love that you bring that up. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember being at a party once and I am, I would say probably 80 to 90 percent vegan in my diet other 10% is vegetarian and mm-hmm. um or 20% and i was at a party one time and uh we were having there was like chinese food being served and chinese food tends to have a lot of meat in it mm-hmm. um and i was talking to someone and they were noticing that i wasn't getting any of the meat and that i was getting all the vegetables and they asked me about it and i just said consider for a second the energy that you're consuming with how this meat was likely processed or how this animal likely lived, suffered and died. Right. And is that an energy that you'd like to have in your body? And just asking yourself that. And it was so cool. Uh, the person that I was talking to said that no one had ever explained it to them that way and that they didn't get any meat that night. (laughs) That's awesome. Right. (laughs) It was definitely a moment of, of just not, not pressuring, not demanding, but just inquire, inquiring and Mm -hmm. asking yourself, what am I really choosing this? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I do believe that there are ways that um, we can consume animal products in a healthy way. I just think that the vast majority of it is done in a really, really terrible way, not just for humans, but for the animals, for the environment and on and on. So I think that it's, it's really seeing that connection. I also, this is, this is really interesting. I had a friend who is vegetarian and before a psychedelic experience that we had, accidentally consumed meat she ordered something at a restaurant was like halfway in it was like all mixed in and very small mm-hmm. and then realized um probably after a couple of bites that it had meat in it and stopped and then later um in her psychedelic experience she was purging and feeling the pain of that and the pain of those animals that have, yeah. have suffered mm-hmm. in that way. And I will never forget her describing that experience and, and what it was like for her body to reject mm-hmm. that energy wow. and really know, whoa, this energy is not what we want to take in and consume and use to like run our bodies yeah. and how it was very, it was very immediate. I will say that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Wow. My uh, brother has been on a trip in uh, Tulum and he did an ayahuasca ceremony there and it was required to like not eat meat for like three days before Mm -hmm. it was probably for that same reason. 
Yeah. It's a very common, um, common ask when people are doing different plant medicine ceremonies that mm-hmm. they'll go on a, a dieta diet or, you mm-hmm. know, have something essentially prescribed. What yeah. I recommend for people is to meditate every day up before the session. And then also to not have any alcohol, mm-hmm. alcohol as a depressant and not just putting your mind in not the best space, mm-hmm. but maybe I'll add meat to the list. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. I'll, I'll add that there. I can definitely see, uh, the connection and just if anyone, if you get one thing out of this, this is, this is it. It's honor the medicine, yeah. honor it, yeah, honor it with your space, with your energy, with your time and know that it's, it's not to be you know, messed around with, it's really meant to be honored and used for healing and used in a, in a beautiful ceremonial way. And it, because it is so powerful, right. Mm -hmm. Because it has so many potential benefits for us. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned earlier too, that like some people's healing is going to look different. And like what you say about like respecting the medicine, I think you have to be And also too, like how you mentioned, uh, meditate before don't drink alcohol. I feel like you have to be in a space where you are strong enough to face all of your emotions. Yeah. Because for me personally, mushrooms is so emotional for me. Like, yeah it makes me cry. (laughs) Like whether it's happiness, whether Mm -hmm. like no matter what I'm feeling, it's like my eyes leak. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I can see how that can be traumatizing for people who aren't at that level yet where they're ready to face those emotions. Totally. And I, I think a lot of people ask me in preparation, you know, they're nervous. Maybe it's their first time. I definitely um, sit with a lot of people who it's their first time and they just want to have someone there and to hold it down, which is Mm -hmm. by the way, a really smart way (laughs) to do it, a really conscious way to do it, not just throw yourself into it. Um, but I, I always tell them, you know, there's nothing to be afraid of. And because there's only what's available within you that they're going to bring up. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're not afraid of anything in yourself, you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> and if there's spaces where you really haven't dealt with trauma that you've been through, or you haven't done even just the basics therapy, mm-hmm. somatic work, or you don't have some kind of toolbox for, for managing and moving through emotions, then it's probably not right for you just yet. And then I would probably take some time to work on those other tools and skill sets. Now, part of that is what I'm there for, because I have a ton of those tools, right? So I can like be the tool person to be like, okay, what are we moving through? And, and also be someone who is sober in the space. If there's multiple participants who is, uh, really connected and intuitive, but also just totally clear. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's another important layer of this is, um, to have that sort of clear reflection available for you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what I see most often is that things that people are afraid of 
usually on mushrooms, they laugh at them (laughs) and they think like, that's so silly that I was afraid of that. And, Mm -hmm. um, I'll share an experience of mine where I took a larger dose, what's, what's called a heroic dose of mushrooms. And I was in so much love and bliss. I was (laughs) the whole, the entire time. It was, it was really, really cool. And I attribute that to all of the work that I have done on Mm -hmm. myself up Mm -hmm. until then that allowed me to be a really clear vessel and a really clear channel. And I remember that day just laughing, thinking like, what would anyone be afraid of? (laughs) Like, Why would we be afraid of anything? And we had a, I had a, I had a mirror who was another friend of mine who was in a lot of fear that Mm. day. And we have very different life paths. We have very different, um, you know, ways of going about living and different tools and skill sets. But this person was really, really afraid of like a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, and and you both did a hero's dose together. We did. Yes. Oh man. (laughs) It was very polar opposite. Yeah. But I had, I had my husband who was there and was sober. And then he had his wife who was there and sober. So we had two people, Mm -hmm. um, at that time and had babysitters. (laughs) Yes. We had babysitters (laughs) and we knew, you know, we knew what we were getting into. I did not start with that amount. That is after many, Mm -hmm. many experiences of mine over the years. Um, but it was really interesting to see the polar opposite experiences and that like, I was really fully just in love and connection and bliss. And he was really fully in, and just fear. That's the easiest way to put it. Now it's not like he wasn't seeing like dragons fly out of the sky. Like, I feel like people think, Oh my God, am I going to see something that's totally not there? And it's going to freak me the fuck out. No, not, not even not on five grams. Right. (laughs) If if you go more, I have no, (laughs) I cannot recommend, uh, for any, for any greater amount than that, but for this amount, for this person, it was really about just the fear of judgment, the fear Mm -hmm. of being judged by anyone and everyone. And this, um, not almost not even knowing what the fear was. And that was what was so interesting is even it's so funny, even in my, my state on my experience, so funny. I was, I was playing guide. Okay. I was just like (laughs) defaulting to guide and he kept clenching his body. He kept like, Mm. like, um, crouching his shoulders and like curling up. And that's, that's a very common body language for fear. I'm afraid like, Oh, don't hurt me or protectiveness. Mm -hmm. And so I was encouraging him to just open up open the shoulders, open up the body. And it's, it's so, I know, right. As we go, stand up. <laughs> and it's so interesting that the way that our bodies communicate that when we typically, when we have lower self-esteem, we will crouch and, and hunch yeah. and shield our heart versus, and I know, you know, all about this, this 
self-love and self-expression that when we actually take the physical action first, when we just open up our shoulders, open up our heart a little more and sit up a little straighter that we actually feel better about ourselves Mm -hmm. and that that is conveyed very clearly. So I was having him stop clenching his fists, open up his hands, open up his shoulders, open up his heart and breathe into that space. And it was really cool because he had a breakthrough shortly Mm -hmm. after that and like leapt up in so much joy and was just really freed from the kind of grips of the fear that he had. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. That sounds like a beautiful experience. It was incredible. It was so incredible. And I, I'm like, meanwhile, I'm just like, sitting in the backyard, like I'm a fun <laughs> goddess. I'm, I'm just feeling so in a bliss and feeling no thinking mind, like yeah. no chatter, no, um, what's everyone else doing? Or do they need me to do something? Like it was all so present. And mm-hmm. that's the other thing that I think is so beautiful is that mm-hmm. they really bring you so deeply and fully into the present moment. Mm-hmm. I love what you mentioned too about body language. Cause that was like, that was a huge thing of mine that I noticed mm-hmm. right away in like older pictures of myself, Yes, like pictures of myself from high school. Like I noticed that my shoulders are like low and stuff. And I was not confident at all then. And my journey to being who I am now started at the physical level with yoga. Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yoga is such a gateway drug. <laughs> yoga is totally the gateway drug because when I first started doing yoga meditation I was like how do people meditate how could they possibly sit for Mm -hmm. even five minutes was like mind-blowing to me it's so funny but absolutely yoga is the pathway and the body the body is so the avenue to the deepest layer of healing because the body doesn't doesn't lie (laughs) oh yes the body does not lie and I had it's so funny I shared some I shared exactly that yesterday on my stories because I was reflecting with a client who had had some intuitions had some feelings come up but kind of ignored them Mm -hmm. and then ended up in kind of a unpleasant and and almost dangerous situation And that eventually her gut instincts were really getting her out of harm's way. And, but that throughout the day, she had been getting these little nudges and little whispers, like maybe don't do this. Maybe don't go here. Maybe just stay home. That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so true. The body cannot lie. How could it lie to Mm -hmm. you? You know, it's so interesting. What's interesting too about the body and how like we communicate through body language that I like just blows my mind thinking about it. I don't know if this is off topic, but whatever. Here we are. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) What blows my mind about it is that like as babies and kids, like we're expressing through our bodies way before we're like talking and having like thoughts in whatever our native language is like that's the like communication level that comes first. Yeah. So it's really important to like get to that, like connection with that, whether, whether you're doing it with plant medicine or with meditation or breath work or yoga, like whatever it is that you're using somatic therapy. Yeah. 
But I love thinking about that. And I'm just like, whoa, that's so interesting that we have like, I feel like we don't fully understand as humans yet, like that magic that's there. Mm, mm, Absolutely. You know, in, um, I am trained in NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming. And one of the little gems that blew my mind in that training is that only 7% of anything that's communicated occurs with words (laughs) and that everything else is tone and body language. Mm -hmm. So it's the difference between saying, um, like nice glasses right? It's like, I'm not saying nice glasses, right? I'm like, love those glasses, but (laughs) it's, it's the difference, right? And nice glasses, right? Mm -hmm. And it completely Mm -hmm. alters the meaning, right? The words are kind of irrelevant, right? Yeah. So, and then when you add in body language to, to the discussion, it also changes everything. So I, I completely agree that in communication and and I was an English teacher, so I know all about words and using words to, you know, in really specific ways, but also the body, it the body tells all. Mm -hmm. I would say. Mm -hmm. So what was that journey of like being an English teacher to now where you are now? It's so, it's so funny. I was always doing what I do now. I just had a different title. So when I was an English teacher, yes, I was like instructing high schoolers on grammar and like sentence structure and arguments and all of that stuff. And I was also totally life coaching them the whole time. (laughs) Right. I was like the one that everyone would come and sit in my classroom during lunch and like tell their problems to and be like, what do I, what should I do? And, um, I was always kind of in that role. And what I discovered is that the system of education is mm-hmm. very broken. Mm-hmm. And I know that if, and when I have children, they're definitely not going <laughs> into that system just having, having been in it, I've just seen too much. And I also, the body does not lie, became really sick. I was getting, uh, I was getting like bladder infections from not being able to use the bathroom during the day and it being so busy. I Mm. was sleeping terribly. I was so stressed out. I was having stomach pain horrible periods, like just on and on and on of really intense body effects and also really intense mental health effects. Mm -hmm. Um, I was also in a master's program at the time. So I was in like full-time school and I was full-time teaching. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like recovering overachiever here. And so me too. (laughs) And over a worker and over everything, right. Overthinking all of it. And, uh, I, there was just a moment when I asked myself, okay, what's the plan here? What is the plan? Mm -hmm. And throughout this time, the one thing that really was saving me was going to yoga. That was my one time when I wasn't thinking about anything else. I was focused on myself. It was my self-care and I was going really regularly. So I was really falling in love with it. And it was really that, like, that was the one thing that was keeping me holding on. during that time in my life was my yoga practice. And there was a teacher at my school who taught yoga 
to the kids who introduced oh. me to a couple named Dan and Christina who had this incredible yoga teacher training for school teachers so mm. that they could incorporate these practices. So essentially I met them immediately felt like, whoa, I want what they're having. What are they doing in their life? They got something going right for them. So mm-hmm. I joined their yoga teacher training and very soon, actually the day that it, the day after it ended, uh, I moved out to LA, which was my big shift. I was living in Houston before. Okay. And I, when I moved to LA, I was like, this is my different path. This is my path of putting, filling my cup first. This is my path of serving the world with these modalities that have healed me. And first it was yoga. Soon after I got trained in meditation, this whole time I was getting training in coaching and I was working with a spiritual mentor as well. So I was just getting poured into on Mm -hmm. every level and it just, it developed so naturally, but it, it came about and, uh, I landed on soul coach because I wanted to bring all of those pieces together. And I only wanted to work on the root cause and the deepest level possible with people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. And, and the psychedelic stuff just came about from me exploring on my own and having amazing healing experiences and really feeling profoundly healed, moved forward, profound momentum in my life as a result of, of working with plant medicine. Mm -hmm. And I then started facilitating just for friends and holding space for them while they went through their journeys. And then it, it, it kind of became a thing. And I, I was looking at the date and I was like, it was almost exactly, uh, five years ago. Oh, wow. Which is crazy. (laughs) that I first started doing this. And so it was, it's just beautiful to see the journey that it's, you know, taken throughout that time, Mm -hmm. but it, it became something that I felt was really, really important to add. It's Mm -hmm. not, um, you know, it's not the main part of how I serve the world. And it's a really important part for me to offer because so many people have negative experiences when they're first getting into psychedelics because they're just at Coachella and they're with Mm, hundreds of thousands of people and they have no idea to like get lit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or they have no idea how much they're taking or they take different stuff at once. And, um, and it's, you know, in those situations, I'm kind of like, no wonder it didn't go very well for you. Or, or maybe you had a fun night, but it wasn't like a profound healing experience mm-hmm. because that's not what you were bringing to the space. So, yeah. yeah. So I started, um, just by word of mouth and in referrals, finding the people who really wanted a spiritual experience and needed someone to kind of set the space and hold the space for them as they process their really raw, vulnerable emotions. And I was like, that's me. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I was literally made for this. <laughs> That's awesome. And also like you, I feel like LA is the perfect place to be for that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Totally. I had no, I had no clue that so many people were seeking this. 
and, yeah. and open to it. And of course now I, and now I live in Joshua tree, which is notoriously <laughs> the place where everyone goes to trip. <laughs> so uh-huh. it, uh, it works out really nicely. I made it work in LA for sure. And had a lot of people who were open and, um, that was, had so many special experiences there. And mm-hmm. now that I live in Joshua tree, it's just so nice to have the spaciousness of the land kind of mm-hmm. backing, backing the experience as well. And yeah. just not so much, not so much energy and, and, uh, chaos as there is in LA. Cause it's, it's just a lot of noise there sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a city. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just a huge city. That's all, yeah. all there is yeah. to it. There's just a lot of, it's a lot of, a lot mm-hmm. of prana there. Yeah. And like, you have to drive to get everywhere. So it's not like, it's very different from like a place like New York where you could, you're, you're good with just walking or mm-hmm. not having a car. I feel like adding that adds a, like an extra layer of like stress almost. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's not the easiest to get around LA for sure. Yeah. So what was like, I would love to know, I'm curious, like what was the first like pivotal shift you had in your own experience with using plant medicine? Like, Mm. was there a specific belief or like something where you were like, oh my God, I'm carrying this around into all my future experiences. (laughs) That's silly. Let me let go of that. I'd love to know. So, so many, because there's so many moments, but there, I will say very, very early on in my exploration, I was with some friends and a friend of mine basically did something that was super triggering to me. That was very simple. And you would never know. It wasn't like they did something mean to me or said something bad. It was, did something very innocuous. That Mm -hmm. was a very strong trigger. Mm-hmm. for me and immediately just burst into tears. <laughs> like, I mean, the, the dictionary definition of like a trigger, like press the button and then like, <laughs> here comes the freaking oh waterworks. <laughs> and what, what got to happen was a, I got witnessed in that moment. And then B, she and I got to move through okay, do you, do you want to hold on to this trigger? Is mm. this an experience that you want to hold on to? Obviously no, definitely mm. not. Yeah. Are you ready and willing to let go of it? And what happens is really quickly, because you said it's so emotional, you can really quickly transmute those moments from like bursting, crying, being so sad to like laughing at it and being like, mm. Oh my God, that's so funny. So mm-hmm that was a huge moment for me and just releasing the trigger from my body and from my psyche. That was a huge, huge one. Um, and another one is always <laughs> on my hero's dose journey. Okay. Again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's at the, at the very beginning, I began to feel, uh, pretty nauseous, which mm-hmm. can happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I felt immediately like, oh man, I really don't want to just yak in front of everybody right now. We're like all (laughs) having a nice time. And I heard the mushrooms speak to me and they said, then welcome us to your body. Uh So I was like, 
Okay. So I, <laughs> I sat with it for a moment. I just said, okay, mushrooms, you're welcome in my body. You're welcome to move wherever you need to go. You're welcome to bring up whatever you need to bring up. And I am, I'm totally surrendered to mm-hmm. that right now. Mm-hmm. And then nausea gone immediately. Totally fine. I love so, that. <laughs> that's a, that's a tidbit. I love to share with folks that I'm sitting for if they, Mm -hmm. if they do experience some nausea, because it's so simple and Mm -hmm. it makes so much sense. Welcome them to your body. Let them know that it's okay for them to move where they need to go and do what they need to do because they're the real guides (laughs) Mm -hmm. on this experience. And I find the second that we think we're the ones in control, and this is so like life, right? The second we think we're totally in control and we've totally got it handled, then we get something thrown in our face that shows us, nope, you're Mm -hmm. not the one who's like pulling all the strings here. And Mm -hmm. so in those instances, I, I highly recommend surrender, (laughs) surrendering, allowing the experience to be what it is. Um, and if you've set it up in a, you know, being mindful of your setting and also your, your mindset, right. How you Mm -hmm. feel going into it. And then also your, your environment, then, um, there's no reason why you can't have, you know, a beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. That almost, it almost sounds like the plant medicine is like the visitor. It's a visitor in your body and they're going to show you something whether you like it or not. And it's up to you to see it, learn from it, allow it. Maybe you contract to it (laughs) for sure. Whatever comes up. It's true. And I, and I do like to remind people, you know, you're also, you are the captain of your own ship. So if there's, if there is a space that you don't want to go to, you can just Mm -hmm. shift it. That's, Mm -hmm. you absolutely have that, that power and ability. Um, I, this, it reminds me of, I was just listening to something from Aubrey Marcus, who I love him. So great. Who was talking about ceremony, you know, different either plant medicine or his, he did this like darkness retreat or like having a polyamorous container. Like all Mm -hmm. these initiations are sort of these like a ceremony, like a mm-hmm. ayahuasca ceremony or a mushroom ceremony. And that there's a reason that the ceremony has a beginning and an end, right? Mm-hmm. We're not meant to be like forever in ceremony. It's meant to have like a clear start, a clear completion, and then you move forward and integrate, right? Mm-hmm. Integrate what it is that you've learned. So I always um, have follow-up calls with people to just check in and see, cause it's one thing to have an amazing, you know, once in a lifetime experience. And then it's a whole other thing to bring those lessons and embody them in your day to day. And that's, that's another thing that I see missing in mm-hmm. a lot of, um, people who, who choose to facilitate is that there's not a lot of support on the integration side Mm. after the fact. And I think it's super, super crucial. Yeah. So for anyone that's listening, who's curious about diving into that with you, where can they find you and how can they take those first steps? Absolutely. So you can book a discovery call and that link is on my website. It's also on my Instagram. I am, I am Anna Cantwell. And I love just to have a a consultation before to just figure out if 
that's, you know, you're in the right space for it. If this is something in the context of your life right now, that it makes sense. And also, like I said, that you have plenty of time and space around, uh, the session to integrate and Mm -hmm. that this is, that this makes sense. And that, Mm -hmm. you know, I always want people to feel really safe with me and, and trust. And I get a lot of feedback that that's (laughs) typically how people feel. So if you're, if you're seeking that, just know that, um, it's a really, it's a really amazing thing to gift yourself is that just comfort of having someone there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who's been in your and, uh, Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I'll put that link in the show notes. Yep. And then towards the end of the podcast, I'd like to do a little rapid fire of, of certain questions. So love. the first one, yay. <laughs> so the first one is what does self-love mean to you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what doesn't self-love? Because <laughs> everything can be, can be self-love. Self-love is the most important thing that anyone can do for themselves. It's the most pivotal step to healing and that it's, it's really the act of, of seeing spirit in everything Mm and everyone, including yourself. So Mm -hmm. when you acknowledge, Oh, spirit is in me. And I love that you can also have that love for other people, for the planet, for everything. Mm. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) And then finish this phrase. The way to my heart is (laughs) this one always has a fun answer. I love it. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) The way the way to my heart, the first thing that popped into my head is massage. I love physical touch and, um, just receiving in that way, but also the way to my heart is authenticity and Mm. realness being, Mm. being real. That's all I need really is someone to just be totally real with me. Beautiful. Is touch your main, uh, love language. So touch, and I get this a lot, um, acts of service because when you're someone who gives so much service, Mm -hmm. I find a lot of times that, uh, it's, you need service. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You You need that reciprocation, I guess. Yeah. I guess for sure. Is that the right word? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, when do you feel the most alive? When do I feel the most alive? Yeah. Mm outside in the ocean Mm. if I mean really in nature Mm -hmm. is the biggest thing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah or playing music that's the other thing and you do music too in your um in your journeys too right yes oh that's a really (laughs) good thing to mention is that a lot of times I just end up singing and playing music for hours for people and (laughs) I think you told me before that you just channel it right oh yeah it's nothing it's not like a performance it's literally just channeled mantras that come through and uh, a really a really beautiful one came through um in my last session and that's a mantra my heart is safe Uh, I wanted to share that there was a really beautiful one that came through with a whole song, uh, around it. And actually 
the song that I just released, um, also came through in a session it's called Mm -hmm. open up and it's a mantra song. Uh, and that one came through in a session. So a lot of music is so healing and so present in that healing space. Mm -hmm. And mushrooms love sound. Oh my God. Totally. And they create sound. Have yeah. you ever seen those things where they hook up little, little sensors to plants and plants no. like a sound? Oh my God. It's incredible. <laughs> so everything is emitting subtle vibrations and sounds, even if we can't, you know, hear it with our ears. Mm-hmm. It's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So healing. Can I find that song on your Instagram? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It's called open up and it's just under, you know, everywhere music is Spotify, Apple music, um, all the other places under Anna Cantwell. Yeah. I have probably like seven or eight different mantra songs that are really meant to help you reprogram your subconscious with positive and empowering messages. Mm -hmm. Speaking of mantras too, you had an Instagram post where you put a mantra and I had it on my computer for a little while that said, I think it said people improved simply by being around me, something like that. Yes. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. People grow simply by being around me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. It's (laughs) true. I just started I started, it was like, I saw it and then I said it and then I said it and then I saw it. And so it's a very, very kind of self-reinforcing thing, but yeah, I, I fully believe it. And I, and I see it every single day and I'm so, I'm so lucky. I have the most amazing community clients, husband, friendships, so many great people, teachers, mentors, so many beautiful people around me, um, that, that help me grow all the time mm-hmm. too. It's really cool. Okay. And last rapid fire question. <laughs> What's your favorite part about being a woman? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love this question. <laughs> my favorite part about being a woman mm, is the, the wild, the wildness, like just the un unfettered, creative, wild, sensual flow that just like courses through our veins. I don't know what I love that. The wild woman, uh, archetype that we all have. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, of course the nature gal loves being the wild woman. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I just want to like ride a horse on my like thousand acre ranch. Okay. Oh, sounds (laughs) awesome. I always tell my, my husband that I would love to live somewhere where I can like, just ride a horse to the grocery store, <laughs> like that. ride a horse to do my errands because it's like a small town or something like yes. beautiful. <laughs> See you there. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know when I, when I, fi- when I discover this place <laughs> for sure, I'm trying to create that place. Honestly, we are, that is the vision. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I'm in, let me know where I can apply for membership or where, however it works. <laughs> you got it. I'm like adding to the list right now. It's, it's happening, girlfriend. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Anna, for making it to this episode. This was awesome. I feel like the time just flew by. Always. Thank you so much. I had a blast and I'm so just looking forward to hearing from your people who are, yeah. who are curious and exploring and the questions that come up and the epiphanies 
and the breakthroughs that come from this conversation today. I had so much fun. If you just listened to this episode and you're loving Anna's vibe, I have all of the links to find her in the show notes below. There's her link to her Spotify music channel, which I highly recommend going to. Uh, she has a lot of songs that are like mantras and they'll be like repetitive mantras. So they're very, very good for mindset work. I think it's such a hack to use mindset, to use um, music in your mindset work. So there's the link to her Spotify channel. There's a link to her website, her Instagram, and there's a link to book her free, to book a free discovery call with her. So go ahead and click on that. And as always, rating and reviewing this episode will be much appreciated so that more beautiful beings like yourself can find this. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for rating and reviewing. And I hope to see you here again soon. Bye.